This is CliffCentral.com. Here's a powerful thing. I mean, it's got a lot of firepower. If you can figure out a way to wrestle that fear, to push you from behind rather than stand in front of you, that's very powerful. Multiplying leadership, moving society, the millennial way. You don't want to end up going after goals and dreams and neglect yourself. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform with your host, Bongani Dao. Take control. Take control of your city. This is the instrument of your liberation. See, old friend, I brought more soldiers than you did. And just like that, it's another Feel Good Monday and you are tuned in to the Youth Leadership Platform with your host, Bongani Dao at Simply Bongani across all social media platforms. Thank you for choosing cliffcentral.com and welcome to a brand new week. Um, shucks. We, we start off the week with some sad news. I mean, um, over the last two weeks, we, we've been mourning, um, and, and celebrating as well, uh, the life of Pro Kid amongst, um, other, uh, very esteemed, um, artists that have shaped, uh, the different platforms and industries within, uh, the South African entertainment and other industries for people like myself and, and other emerging, uh, young talent to be able to Create, dominate, and to carve out better futures for themselves. So, RIP to 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 Pro Kid. Um, some interesting stuff um, happening at Tesla. <laughs> Ariana Huffington taking on Elon Musk about his decisions to take Tesla private and and everything that's been going on. It's it's pretty interesting. But what's more interesting is what we have uh, for you today. Um, today is the hashtag CEO Roundtable. And I've got distinguished guests and this is per the norm. The youth leadership platform, we, we bring you the best, um, and, and most invigorating, uh, minds to stimulate your minds as well to help you with, with some helpful advice and information to, so you can be able to be better people in shaping and moving society, the youth leadership platform way. So I'll go ahead and introduce the first CEO um, on our panel. Um, and she is about the menstrual revolution, um, quote unquote. And her name and the CEO of Lindiwe Sanitary Pads, I beg your pardon. Um, that is Lindiwe Nguna Hopa. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform. Thank you, Bangali. Awesome. Uh, thank you for hanging with us. <laughs> thank you for having me here. <laughs> Um, just, just to, to, to jump at it, um, already. Take us through your childhood. Um, help us understand, um, Lindiwe, um, sitting across from me. So, Lindiwe, I always say, is a wanted child. Okay. The girl they've been waiting for mm-hmm. after six, uh, six boys. So, they've been trying all this time to get me. I, I always say, <laughs> mom, I always say to my brothers, uh, that they had you because they were trying to get to me. Oh, you know? shouts. Okay. Yes. So. They must know. Yeah, they must know. Yeah. And I'm the boss, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family mm-hmm. uh, with a dad who had, um, three wives. 
And all the moms would work in his business So all my life I've never been exposed to what I call uh, The working class Okay Um, It it has always been about business And So all the influences Your parents Your brothers and sisters In the family business So it has always been about business In me So after varsity The only thing that made sense for me Was obviously To start my own business as well Mm -hmm. Yeah so that has been my childhood and the influence that my childhood has on what I've become as a grown woman now. Sure. Mm. Tell us a bit about uh, Lindiwe Sanitary Pads. Like, what inspired the idea and what are you hoping to achieve uh, with the business itself? So, I always say my story is sad yet exciting. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long story short. Um, an insurance company had a call out sure. uh, about three years ago to say, uh, we're looking for entrepreneurs who have run successful businesses, sure. uh, whom we can give franchises um, to. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, what they will do is they'll give their franchises to their successful salespeople. But oh, okay. they found that being a successful salesperson does doesn't not necessarily, necessarily make you, you a good be. business sure, person, of sure. course. So there was that call out. And then I just like, okay, let me just apply, you mm-hmm. know. It's an opportunity. I'm a business person. You know, if there's an opportunity to make money, let me make money. Sure. Okay, fine. Then I applied. Oh, uh, long story short, at the end of the day, they, uh, they selected seven people, mm-hmm. uh, six men, and I was the only woman nationwide. Mm-hmm. So we went through that. Okay, that's and already I'm, problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just there. Fortunately or unfortunately for me, I was three months pregnant at the time and I disclosed, okay, I'm three months pregnant. Here's the opportunity. And also I was relying on the experience of my first pregnancy because okay. then I was younger and all of that. So I never experienced any problems, sure. you know? Sure. So into the program now of being trained in insurance, remember I'm a good business person. Mm-hmm. I'm a successful business person, but I do not have a uh, insurance background. Sure. So I needed to be taught on in insurance. I had to go through a six months program of training and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, now I'm in my eighth um, uh, uh, month, uh, you know, going for nine sure. for giving birth. Sure. Now I could not take it. Energy levels dropped and all of that, mm-hmm. right? So, and uh, I didn't get the franchise at the end of the day. And I felt like the insurance company was not sensitive to me as a woman and sure. the plight that I was facing because, obviously, the, the I felt that the the ground levels were not, you know, the the the, the ground Fav- was not level. Yes, the, the male. Yes, the men yes. had an unfavorable. Uh, they had a, a advantage, an advantage, an sure. unfair advantage sure. over me because. Uh, I was pregnant at the time, heavily pregnant. Now I needed to slow down, but, uh, the environment was not conducive for me. You know, mm. I was not allowed to, 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 to slow down. Mm. So yes, then I said, you know what? There's a lot of young women out there like myself who are experiencing, who are experiencing some of the experiences that you have. Yes. Some of the, some one way or the other women are experiencing all these dis- discriminations or, or ad, uh, disadvantages because of them being women. Sure. Because there was no way I could take down the pregnancy and say, let me put it on hold. And and which is sad, right? Because there's nothing you can do about that. And you know, with me, it was already there by the time I started the program. Mm. So there was no you way I could prevent it. Yes. Yeah. So I said, okay, fine. It has happened to me. So what? Then I went into, okay, well, how else can I help other women? Sure. Young women. In, you know, because on issues that they do not have a choice on, mm. then I thought, okay, young girls are missing school, you know, every day because they can't afford sanitary pads. Mm. 
But then and I which want, is a big problem in our country. It's right? a very big problem. But what what is even uh, uh, bigger is the fact: why are we not looking at why are they not affording sanitary pads? Mm. Because people are coming on board. Uh, mostly men, sure. but not always men, mm-hmm. are coming in on board and making it easier for women to, the, the, the programs that are there now are making it is easier for women to have access to sanitary pads. Okay. But I'm saying we need to change that. Sure. We need to move away from a situation where we want to make sanitary pads accessible. We should go beyond that. Okay. We should say women should be part of the value chain mm. of the uh, production of sanitary pads. That's a game changing mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now, I'm saying I'm starting a revolution where I'm I'm gathering an army of young women, the menstruators, what I call the menstruators, sure. to say, let's come together. Let's take back the menstrual economy. Mm. You know, this is our blood. It's our business. As a result, our blood is not just blood. It's our gold mine. Mm. You know, we don't need to raise capital for that. Mm. We just menstruate every month and we have to menstruate into our bank accounts. Mm. So that's where the revolution Started. That's very interesting. Very mm. Mm. interesting. Mm. Mm. Interesting and sad, like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lindywe. That yeah. is that is Lindywe from uh, Lindywe Sanitary Pads. We're gonna we're gonna get into um, such issues as um, obviously overthrowing the male gaze in in, in a lot of industries, um, and and building a society and businesses that don't favor any particular gender or even religious sect or race. You know. Any of the factions and sects that uh, we are being divided into. So, second, um, our second guest, rather, um, is, is is an esteemed uh, marketing and and PR specialist um, and the CEO of uh, Pasina Mix, and that is Mr. Manzini Zungu. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. I'm of a mind that you just landed from Namibia. And you, you, you shot straight to us. We, we feel very special and blessed. Thank you very much for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> Thank you. So, so, so same thing. Um, we want to get to, to, to know your journey. Um, because I feel, um, as young people coming up and wanting to get into the entre- inter- entrepreneurship space, um, there's a lot of things that we need to understand about what makes an entrepreneur and as well, what does it take? Um, to become a successful entrepreneur because it's one thing to become one, but a successful one is another um, different thing. And the three of you have managed to do that. So take us through your journey. Yeah, mine is very simple. I'm I'm born in a very small town in KZN. Okay. Uh, it's called Ngotu. And um, I'm quickly taken to my grandparents' home, my maternal grandparents who, who were priests of the Salvation Army at the time. Mm. And I'm raised in the church. Uh, I see my grandparents teaching, preaching, and, uh, and, the, and the entrepreneurship and the entrepreneur in me was cultivated at that time because for us to make ends meet, we, we needed to, my grandmom needed to cultivate vegetables oh. at the backyard. And then I will Subsistence move. Subsistence farming. Yes, mm-hmm. I will move into the township. Sure. Uh, selling that. And then at that time I knew that uh, there will be a day. There will be a day where I own my own business, mm-hmm. where I, I change the situation that I was faced with. And I change other uh, young people's situation sure. who, who, who were raised Similarly, just like uh, I have been, mm-hmm. but um, that was my journey from home, and uh, and yes, of course, one needs education to be educated, and yes, I landed my first job 
on the music side of it because within the church I was raised through the musical side mm. of there was a there was a music school that made me to be able to be employed at a young age of 22 years sure. and, and as a performing musician. Hmm. But as I was working at that young age, then I, I went back to school to, to, to be qualified um, in what I do now. Uh, but it, it's been a journey that um, one has got it from home being raised by influential grandparents who, who were ministers of the religion and having a mother who, 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 who was working very far from, from, from where I was raised sure. because we needed to, 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 to survive. Mm-hmm. And those were, were, it was during apartheid years. Mm, mm, mm. So what, what, what led to starting a, a PR agency and how have you transitioned from uh, music which which was your first love and learning and now becoming uh someone that runs um a, a successful PR company look for 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 me it was about reputation okay we needed to i needed i saw the gap that uh, certain brands needed uh, their reputation to be attended to sure you you find clients that uh, they get advised legally Okay. And they will act in a legal way. Sure. But the answer, it's not a, a legal solution. You need a hug. Okay. So that is the gap. That's where we play that, um, when our clients are faced with reputational risk, mm-hmm. we are able to, to come in and fill in the gap because there is always a, a legal advice, mm-hmm. but there is a reputation advice. Sure. And, Sometimes a reputational advice will be just let's just go give a hug. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> and and transitioning swiftly into um, our third and final guest on on, on the panel, um, <clears throat> she is another a very esteemed um, and distinguished uh, woman. And in honor of of Women's Month, I mean, I think our panel represents uh, what we <laughs> um, um, have aimed. To, to achieve with all our August uh, shows and is the leading uh, member of one of the, if not the biggest um, incubation hub in, 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 in Africa, um, River Sands um, Incubation Hub, and that is Generative. Well, welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform. Good afternoon, Bongi. Lovely to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so tell us. Let's, let's get into, into, into your history as well and background. Let's get to know Jenny. Well, my primary background is in IT. Okay. Not in the kind of work I'm doing at the moment. Interesting. Yeah, I started my first software development company in my 20s. Okay. And did that for some time and then uh, sold out of that when my daughter was born. Okay. And moved to a small village in KZN for for about three years. Mm -hmm. And then came back into the hustle bustle of Johannesburg. And probably very fortunately, I went to work at Hollard Insurance Group. And uh, that's a very vibrant company. It was in a high growth uh, phase at the time. And uh, I spent, I ended up spending, I went there saying I'm only staying for six months. Okay. Because I'm not really a corporate person. Person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think 11 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, I worked my way through various roles at Hollard, Mm -hmm. spending the last few years as CIO. 
responsible for group IT. And that was a, a, a wonderful mix, you know, having been in the entrepreneurial uh, trenches and then getting that Into corporate, the corporate rigor. As well, sure. Yes. And then I started another software company called Inesis, which uh, developed software for mostly London insurers and South Africa. And, uh, and that was a bit more than 11 years ago. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but now my kids are, my daughter's self-supporting and, uh, I have the luxury now of following, uh, my heart a bit and sure. thus more into the social entrepreneurship world and, and working so, with the River Sands. So, so how did you get into, um, this? Because, um, there was a, there was a big budget that was, uh, set aside for this. I think 21st century was one of the people that, uh, funded the project. So how did you come to now being placed as uh, the leader of, 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 of this um, massive project? Yeah, it was an interesting journey. I've always been interested in social development okay. and education. The, I, it's always fascinated me the idea that sometimes there's so much talent, so much ability, and there are a couple of missing ingredients. Okay. And if you can be part of bringing those ingredients, a whole lot more unlocks and happens, uh, much beyond the, that small contribution. But sometimes without that ingredient, nothing happens. Mm, mm, so mm. already in my Back in my 20s, I used to work in rural schools and townships and all over the show. Okay. And uh, it it was always a passion, but it was never a way that I could earn a living. Mm. It was always something where I needed to subsidize that from my day job. Mm. So that was a thread throughout my whole life in, uh, in Inesis, my IT company. Sure. Our CSI project was that, that we initiated and funded mm-hmm. was working with uh, raising standards of maths literacy. Oh. And so I was working, I and colleagues were working in Dipslert. Sure. And uh, my fellow River Sands director, Tracy Henley. Okay. Um, and she and I soon saw that, you know, education is obviously vital and very important, but if kids can't see what's next, sure. I'm going to graduate and I'm going to have all these skills, but, but where am I going to work? How am mm. I going to earn a living? Mm. And that therefore the, um, the vital thing was to put access to commerce light industry business Mm -hmm. much more accessible for young people in places like Dipslert Mm. and Century Property Development had decided that they would also focus their efforts in the same line Okay, and much as they most famous for their residential estates they soon saw that another residential estate was not what the world needed at that point and that gave rise to the River Sands Commercial Park mm. and they allocated the prime piece of real estate to that. Mm. Interesting. In, in mm-hmm. the very beginning, I just insisted that I would have to be voluntary. I wasn't um, – I was saying, listen, I can't get sucked into this. I have other businesses to run. I'd love to help. I just want to be a volunteer. Sure. But it's such a cool project and so exciting and so much uh, scale with the potential to be a game changer mm. that before I knew it, 140% of my time and effort was there. <laughs> was spent there. So we, we, we're going to listen to uh, something from, I guess, one of the most uh, distinguished speakers um, on uh, multiple topics, uh, but mostly leadership. And his name is Simon Sinek. And I want us to kind of build from um, what he's going to speak about. What does it mean to be a leader in what you do? To be a leader means one thing and one thing only. It means you have followers. That's it. You know, Um, it's not about uh, learning your style of leadership and how to adjust your style to fit the situation at hand. That's management, right? Leaders only have one thing. They have followers. 
A follower is somebody who raises their hand and volunteers to go where you're going. They raise their hand and volunteer to go in the direction that you're pointing. Um, and so to lead others means that you have a clear, a clear vision of a world that does not yet exist, a world that could exist. And by articulating that cause, that vision, that purpose over and over and over again, it inspires people who believe what you believe, who want to see that world built, to join, to, to, to go with you, to figure out ways, you know? And so for me, in my work, what leadership means is articulating this world in which the vast majority of, uh, the vast majority of us wake up every single day, inspired to go to work, and come home every single day fulfilled by the work that we do. That doesn't mean we have to like every day, you know, but we can love every day. You don't like your children every day, but you could, you, but you love your children every day, right? And so the more I talk about this world that does not yet exist yet, because right now the world we live in, the vast majority of people, 90% plus, don't love what they do. They may like it, but they don't love it. Um, when I talk about this world, it inspires others who believe what I believe and want to see this world built, join up and figure out in their own way how to advance that vision so it becomes real. Um, my role um, is to continue to pound the pavement and put, put that, that, that vision out there. Some 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 interesting uh, thoughts from from Simon Sinek from about leadership, right? And 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 the difference between leadership and and management. What are some of your take homes, I guess, from this clip? Before I get into the next series of of, of questioning, we'll we'll go with anyone that wants to go first, uh, Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the fact that he said leadership is about having followers. Okay, right. Uh, not necessarily followers in the in a true sense of people just following you because they are following you. Yeah. But because they believe what in, you believe. Yes. Sure. They believe in what, in your vision. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And the followers are saying, we want to walk the journey with you. Mm -hmm. Right. We believe that through walking the journey with you, our lives are going to be transformed. Hmm. Right. So I've found that in my journey as an entrepreneur, I've had a lot of followers as well. Right. But what I liked about the people that were following me was that they were also willing to offer a helping hand to me. So it was, it was, it's more of they, they're not just following me. They are also helping me. So we have, I'm, as, as, as I lead, they are also leading me. Oh, so we are okay. leading together. Sure, sure. So the revolution, uh, has been growing through that, sure. you know, through them leading and us and, 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 and me following. So, as so well. it's sort of as, as if you, you're not ahead, um, as a, as a mediator between the vision and the people, but you mm. are with the people just I, pointing I'm with the in people. a particular direction yes. and they're willing to go with you in that uh, particular direction. And, and they are improving the vision as well. Interesting. As, okay. Yes. yes. Hmm. So they, and it, I mean, it, it allows the people that you lead as well to grow because uh, even with them, it's onus on them to start thinking about where the vision um, should go or oh, yes. what it should look like mm -hmm. and how the execution as well should come about. And it's funny that those that we call followers usually mm -hmm. even come with improved vision of the vision. You know, mm. you know, they'll mm. say, mm. oh, okay, mm. so this mm. is how you, uh, you, you, this is how you planned that it will work out. But you know what? It can work better this way, mm. you know? So as a, uh, as a, a great leader would always say, oh, yes. And they, they also run with that. Not to say, I'm the leader. I'm the owner of the vision. Therefore, I can't listen take anything. Me. You listen to me. Sure. That's not leadership in my book. You know, someone said, um, to me, someone very wise that a, a good leader is, is, is an even better, uh, listener because I guess, that's 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 very key in, in growing any vision and growing any business. But what are your thoughts, uh, Jenny and, and Manzini? Strongly, strongly agree with both what Lindiwe said and what uh, you said. 
there. You know, if you, you to achieve big things, you need the full, the absolute full unleashing of everybody's talent, views, skills, mm-hmm. and. It, that cannot happen if people only respond to the instructions or suggestions or ideas that you mm. as the leader put forward. Mm. And if you limit progress to your particular bandwidth, oh my golly, that would be <laughs> very sad. Sure. So that um, point, as Lindy we made about often the follows extend and enhance and improve on the vision. Mm-hmm. So I think to a large extent as a, as a leader, a big part of the job, the way I see it, is making the 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 road a bit clearer, moving mm-hmm. the rocks out of the way, sure. so that everyone can get on and bring their best, mm. and and helping make sure that we do keep across lots of talented, vibrant, high performance individuals that mm. we do keep an overhaul all clarity about where it is we are trying to get to, and then everyone just does their thing. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, I, I think it was a, a, a brilliant clip. But it's about people's first. Sure. You as a leader, you come last. Hmm. And and I've seen in business that uh, most businesses goes down because of leadership. Sure. So leadership makes or breaks the leadership, the, the, the business itself. So I mean, look at the political climate of South Africa <laughs> and some of the poor yes. decisions yes. that are being made by some of the leaders, yes? Yes. So if it's about people's first, everything follows. Processes... Digital, the technology, it comes. The culture, it's very important. The values of the business is very important. But it's about people's first. Mm. The skills. Yes, if you put people's first, then you are bound to, 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 to succeed. Mm. And it's interesting that um, a lot of what's dominating, you know, the thoughts um, from what we just listened to is about allowing opportunity for growth, which I, I, I feel with the kind, the kind of structure that is there in, in South Africa, for female um or women rather um and for young people the the way the system is it's 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 very um limiting um because millennials obviously and generation z which is coming after the millennials they they have a, a different way of analyzing and interacting with the world they have a different way of working and and coming up with ideas and being productive than what is currently there and 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 for women obviously now we speak about issues of equality um and how that infringes on their potential um their contribution and even we can come to even to to the issue of race to say certain races within certain companies you know they don't have a voice um, about certain decisions that are being made. Uh, we talk about the advertising industry, interior design, um, and some other industries. And what this does across the board um, is that it limits diversity in how the company um, creates a vision and how they execute um, the vision. So my question to you now is, how do you as leaders ensure that such things um, that limit certain people and and and, and certain uh, I don't know um, classifications of your staff and people who are part of your team, you know, are not suppressed, and they have a voice. Um, 
I mean, a, an industry that is female dominated. Mm-hmm. Actually, in my ex core, there's only two of us that are, are males and the rest uh, are females because the, 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 the industry itself dictates that you, you, you have women because it is a PR space. It mm-hmm. is a, an advertising space. It is a, a reputation space. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I believe in women. I believe that uh, leaders in women uh, can be trusted, are trusted. Sure. They, they have a better way of understanding mm-hmm. and not because I want to sound controversial, but uh, they are better when it comes <laughs> to being corrupt um, uh, as everyone is talking corruption. Sure. But we have other issues. But uh, yes, like in our business, uh, I cannot put it on percentile, but the majority of our, of our colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, my colleagues, uh, are are women of stature mm-hmm. uh, and we are a business uh, that uh, has opportunities mm-hmm. like I said I mean members of, of my ex four of them uh, are able well experienced women hmm. interesting um, Jenny or Lindy who wants to go first I can go first sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think with, in my case, it's, 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 it's an army of women. Okay. <laughs> it's an army of women in a sense that, um, the menstruators, the consumers, mm-hmm. all of them exclusively women, right? So. I mean, they we, have a better understanding of what's, what's going on, right? And also because, uh, women are the only menstruators. Sure. So we're actually forced to deal with women, mm. you know? And, um, because of that, we are sensitive to, the plight of women okay right we are sensitive to the challenges of women mm-hmm. right and as women as uh, as a woman leader uh, that has experienced a lot um of uh whatever is happening in the business world sure i'm very sensitive to the inclusion of women okay. in the value chain of the business mm-hmm. right so I'll confidently say about 90 percent of our procurement and employment and all of that sure is Dedicated to women and has been, uh, is, uh, 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 women are beneficiaries. Sure. Right. And also in, in, in the issue of generational, uh, gap that you talk about mm-hmm. that I have found that as a leader, sometimes because when I was growing up, right, being an employee meant you've got to be at the office at eight and then you knock off at a certain period, uh, time and all of that. Sure. But I found that the young people that I've employed now, they've got a very different understanding <laughs> from what, <laughs> what I was taught, sure, you know, sure. and what I experienced from my, my, my dad's businesses, mm-hmm. you know? So I had to do a lot of unlearning, you know? Sure. I had to understand that if, uh, Lillian says, uh, I'm working, but Lillian, we're not in the office. How are you working? Sure. You know, she's like, it's not about where I'm based. It's about productivity. Sure. And then I had to learn that, you know what? We need to unlearn a lot of things as leaders and adapt to the changes that are happening mm. and also learn from, uh, what the young people are bringing into the table. Sure. And we use that to grow the business. And it's interesting that you should mention, um, <clears throat> on on the issues of mobility and being in an office or out of an office, uh, there was an interesting study that uh, was done about uh, traffic. And um, apparently, um, the working class you spend on average about close to half your lifetime in in, in traffic. Wow. And when you think about that, I mean, it's like, why are we even have to drive all the way to why spend all that exactly. time on the, no. um and with, with with some of the businesses there's there's certain services that you don't really need people in the office to um 
do or execute um, mm. those certain responsibilities. Um, because you, you think about the difference between leadership and management is mm. a lot of the people that want people in the office for duties they can execute outside, outside. of the office want to manage the people. And now we, we question the, their, their leadership. <laughs> but um, Jenny, you wanted to say? Yeah, I think diversity is a much richer, broader thing than simply race and gender. In South Africa, we tend to be very focused on those two elements, but it's a much richer thing. You have within, you must, you know, span race and gender, obviously, Mm -hmm. but, and, and age is another very obvious one. But even those are the sort of obvious uh, devices. Mm -hmm. There's much richer beyond that, even. It's the, Technical engineering mindset versus the marketing creative mindset. Hmm. It's how you grew up. Did you grow up in a farm or in the city? Did you, um, were you from a, a background where you had to struggle, mm-hmm. um, livelihood wise, or were you well off? And I'm happy to say that South Africa's experiences are no longer defined simply by race and gender. You have both races and both genders having both of those mixes of backgrounds and views. And you get such a wonderful richness mm. of decision-making, of ideas, of how to do things, if you can bring all of that together. Mm. It's one of the things I have to work so – I constantly am working on is that we do not want some sort of average, harmonized, vanilla-flavored sure. reason at River Sands. We sure. want that richness and diversity of, of thoughts and approaches, but it takes work. You know, there are people who grew up in a household, in households where dad's word is law. Mm-hmm. You don't express an opinion. Mm. Patriarchy. Um, mm. Yes. And if the man walks in the room, everyone keeps quiet. Sure. And so it takes, um, it's kind of building on Lindy Ware's point. There's mm-hmm. a lot of unlearning that has to happen. And you can't really simply teach that as a skill. I think it's a case of as a leader creating an environment where it is perfectly safe. To disagree. Hmm. It's entirely safe to disagree. It's entirely safe to bring a disruptive idea into the mix. Mm. There's common rules of courtesy and time and place, mm. and, and those are part of what oils the wheels. Mm. But you must foster those differences of view. And uh, and bring let everyone bring the very best that they can. Allow them to, to exist. And I mean, if we start approaching leadership like that, we'll avoid in, um, incidences where we 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 get a, a young black boy wearing a hoodie um, with the coolest monkey in the jungle, um, and then <laughs> <laughs> face backlashes. And uh, we we've seen it in the advertising um, industry mostly because I think it's. Um, if we think about visualizing things and the nearest thing to mind is some of, and a lot of the mistakes that, um, the advertising industry has done, um, because of the lack of diversity, um, in voices within the companies. How would you individually define your leadership style and how has that helped you to be successful in running your business? Look, for me, I, I consult a lot with my ex-co and I, I consult a lot with my main core okay. people because th- those are the core of my business. Those are, are the leaders right there. They are in the trenches operationally and, uh, and otherwise. So sure. I, I take their advice. I act on their advice and we, 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 we go ahead and we go and implement. Sure. So in, in our business, it's not the top down bottom mm. but it's an inclusive 
approach whereby you you come with an idea. Sure. You see it to the end okay. of it. Not that your idea will be shut down. No, we're not interested in this. So we, you, you, you come with your idea, we create it, and you see it into a product itself. Mm. It's very important. Mm. And people feel part of, of, of that organization because they, they are not just there to, 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 to get the experience of, of working with a client like McDonald's South Africa or of working with a client in the mining industry. But sure. their ideas, their creativity, they see it to its inception. Mm, mm, and mm. We, we are fortunate to have clients that uh, allows us to be in the space of being, being creative, not just it's based on this brief. We come up with our ideas that gets to to the market. So. It's interesting that you mentioned that, that as soon as a person has a voice about something... Also, you don't need to motivate them because now, they, they'll be self-motivated because they are being recognized. Yes. Hmm. Yes. The talent is recognized. They're, they're self-motivated because hmm. there's, you, you, in, in our space, like you said, that some people are, are not performing well when they are told to come to what their to office. What to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, 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 you, you find colleagues that are living at nine. Nobody has told them to do that. Yeah. It's because they have so much work that they, ha- they have to deliver on because our work is to set is, it's customer satisfaction. Sure. And it's, it's, it's to be disruptive. Mm. We, we are constantly creative. So, and, and, and we are playing at the global stage because the people we serve in, 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 in South Africa, it, things have changed. Sure. We are in a digital era. Mm-hmm. You, you can't take for granted the work that you do mm-hmm. because you are serving someone who has just been served in New York a week ago. Sure. So we, we are... That compares. We, yes. Mm. You, we, we, we can't look uh, inwardly. We, you, you look at the global stage. You, so we have to perform at, at, at that level. And to have a client like McDonald's assist us to be on top of our game at the global stage. At the global level Interesting um, Lindy So I always say As a leader I'm the vision carrier Okay Right Now As a vi- My I've always said I want to be surrounded By People that are much more smarter than me Okay Because the vision Is so much great Such that alone I cannot make it Sure Sure So I've got this vision About the revolution mm-hmm. And we've been rolling it out And I say uh, the revolution is not for the elite, hmm. right? It's for people at grassroots level. It's for a day-to-day uh, women that can't afford the basic sanitary uh, tower, sure. right? So, in 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 my leadership, I've I, I always say it's about inclusive, yeah, being inclusive, right? So, everybody needs to find a space at Lindewe Sanitary Pest. Sure. Right? So it's not only for the elite, it's not only for the most educated, it's not only for, it's for everybody. Mm. So in leadership, in, in me leading the, the vision, I've always tried to include everybody, make sure that everybody is part of the company, uh, mm. feel like they're part of the company, mm-hmm. whether you're from, from the cleaner to the receptionist and uh, those that are uh, a part of our ESCO. Mm. So for me, it's about inclusive uh, being inclusive in, sure. in, 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 in in as a leader. Like yeah. I said, not just following but you are also part of leadership. I think it was uh Napoleon Hill that wrote a book um how um no think and grow rich. And in, in, in the book he speaks about he, he recounts a lot of um experiences that a lot of leaders have had and he classifies them under topics and in 
um, breaks down the topic itself. And under, um, like you were saying, that you picking people that are smarter than you to work um, with you to execute a vision that's bigger than you and, and all of you uh, combined, he references Henry Ford and he says, um, when he started the, 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 the company, there was no eight-cylinder um, car at the time. And he said, this is the vision that I want to execute, but I can't do that. <laughs> so I need engineers that are smarter than me, and I'm going to spend all the money I have and all the time and energy I have to support them um, so that we can execute um, that vision. I think everything else is history. <laughs> Yeah, and it's always a tricky balancing act because sure. you need to create the time and uh, space for people to express their views. They need to genuinely be heard and feel heard. Sure. At the same time, you have a need to sustain a pace. People feel have to feel that clear decisions come out. Mm. Um, there's a thing that Jeff Bezos of Amazon sure. uh, often says, which I just love, and that is and and that applies to all of us, whatever mm-hmm. your level is. We hear, we debate. And whether it's me or anyone else, there might be a thing where we say, listen, I disagree, but I commit. Mm. So you, <laughs> you commit to a decision that's been taken, mm-hmm. knowing that your views have been heard, but it's not going to go the way you would have wanted. Yes. Um, mm. but, and so you still put your full shoulder behind the wheel. And because you don't feel railroaded into that, mm-hmm. you still with a, a whole heart put your full shoulder to the wheel in executing someone else's ideas and it's wonderful to be proved wrong in that situation sure. you know to find out that your concerns as to why something wouldn't work uh, were not borne out and it's worked uh, fabulously well hmm. um, very 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 interesting what are some of the challenges that individual and we will pick one major one um, as a CEO and as a leader that you've come across in running the businesses and how have you come from that so for me the biggest challenge like i said to you i started straight from varsity i went into uh, running my own business so there's a lot of challenges in starting your own business and growing your own business so the biggest challenge was to remain in the business you know, because temptation was there at times to say, you know what, this thing is not working. You know, go find a job or go do this and and that, you know. So the challenge and an achievement at the same time was that um, I had to make a decision and I stood by it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen myself succeed uh, because I stayed true to the vision that I've, I've had since I was a, a young girl. Sure. You know, so, yeah. Interesting. Mr. Manzini? Getting the right talent. Okay. Getting the right skills. Sure. You you spoke about millennials earlier. Not that... Um, but there's a lot of movement, especially in our industry. Mm-hmm. Because people are looking to, to work with a particular client as well. They don't just move because they don't like your business, but uh, they move because they want to go and work with that brand. Uh, working for that brand is is her dream or it is his dream so finding the right talent finding the right skills at the right time then there are skills but sure. there's a lot of turnover of of skills um i think that is the, it is the challenge and and getting and getting opportunities uh, we, we always hear that there are opportunities and mm-hmm. i want to challenge corporate south africa sure that they must start looking at um 
good black businesses that are in this country, hmm. like us. Uh, we're very proud that we are, we are the first black organization to, to do, to do business with, um, with, with the likes of McDonald's South Africa. And uh, we are, we, we, we were the first black business to do the business uh, with the, the Association of Mine Workers Construction Union, AMCO. Hmm. And, and, and one thing that uh, was a challenge for us was the Marikana massacre. But sure. we've been part of that in terms of, as a business, we, we've pledged to, to build two homes uh, for, 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 for two families wow. that lost uh, the, 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 the fathers and the uncles Interesting. at the massacre. Hmm. Jenny? Yeah, this question of uh, not just finding talent, sure. but continuing to provide uh, uh, an environment in which each of them feel they are growing so that you maintain and keep the best of that talent sure. is always is every leader's ongoing challenge. For Riversand specifically, I think our biggest ongoing challenge is that our ambitions are very, very much bigger than our checkbook. Hmm. We want to see this economy transformed and we want to see it transformed through growth Mm -hmm. and that requires every bit of creativity and intellect that we can bring to bear. Hmm. So we're always looking to work much broader than just our team Mm -hmm. and to bring those contributions into a cohesive uh, thrust. Hmm. Um, So what we're going to do now is we are going to we are going to transition in, in, into a, a segment uh, called uh, Legal with Temba Mguni. Um, but before you, we let you guys um, go, because we, we want your, your, your final thoughts, uh, we're just going to transition into this segment. And I'm going to chat to Temba real quick, and then um, we'll get back to you just now. All right, uh, welcome back. You're still with the Youth Leadership Platform team. And right now I'm joined um, <clears throat> by another esteemed guest and um, a lawyer uh, by profession. And his name is uh, Temba Mguni. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, awesome. Um, I'd like you to um, sit closer to, to, to the mic there. Um, please someone adjust uh, his mic. So what, what we've done is we've introduced a, a segment uh, for all of you uh, entrepreneurs who are listening to and have been listening to the Youth Leadership Platform. And we want to help you to make your business a success. That's why we've brought you uh, some amazing guests uh, in studio. And now we are going to have someone uh, from a legal background um, to help you get through some of the legal issues that um, startup entrepreneurs um, face. Um, so, Temba, I think the first question um, that we want to ask you is what, what types of um, companies um, are there and what does that mean? So you've got your closed corporations and, and other things. Um, and what, what do those mean? So basically, they are, companies are regulated by the Companies Act and there are two broad categories. The okay. first one is profit companies. The other one is non-profit companies. Then when it comes to profit companies, there are about, I think, five of them. Okay. The first one being private company, which everyone does. There's also personal liability companies. Uh, an example of that is like lawyers. 
professional professionals when they start a company, they sure. have to yeah go for personal liability companies such okay. as doctors. Then there's also state owned companies and yeah, but those corporations they are done away with. They don't look they still exist but you can't register it anymore. Oh, but some which were, yeah. Some, oh interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so how does one go about um, registering a, a, a company? Okay, so many people prefer to use agents. There are people who have a business of registering companies. Okay. So the simplest way is just to contact an agent, give that agent uh, what contact details, sign a what directorship form where you consent to be a director of the company, okay. submit a certified identity document. Alternatively, you can go to SIP's website and follow the procedure. Oh, CIPC? Yeah. What's, so, what's, what's, what's the uh, link to, to the site? Uh, I think if you just type uh, on Google uh, CIPC, CIPC, then it will appear. Okay. And then which, which, which laws and, and documents um, regulate uh, a company? So generally... All laws of the country apply to companies, but the big one, it's the Companies Act. So many lawyers refer to the Companies Act as the Bible of of a company because it sets the limits of the company, uh, the procedure on how you sell shares and any other restrictions which yeah, the laws impose on a company. But there are various laws which apply to any yeah to all companies but the big one it's the companies act oh interesting so we there's 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 a buzz about and around um companies uh having their their, their clients uh sign agreements is that important and why is that important so for me currently i work for a big company and if there's one thing i i learned is that it is very important to get clients or suppliers to sign agreements okay because for example for a customer Let's say I'm selling books. Sure. Then I deliver on Tuesday. The customer will say, but Samba, you're supposed to deliver on Monday. Then there's a dispute. Sure. So it is always a good idea to have things in writing to avoid disputes. And another reason why should a company sign agreement is because let's say uh, I sell you a cell phone and it's defective. Sure. What must happen then? Mm. So normally in an agreement, you would regulate that you must bring it back within five days, failing mm. which you don't have any other claim. So it mm. is very important for not just big businesses, but for small businesses to have written agreements, whether it's with suppliers. But or no, say, say I'm from a township and I want to start a business and I can't afford a lawyer. Um, what kind of help can I get to, to have such systems in place? So there's something we call pro bono. You can go to legal aid. Okay. You don't even pay a cent. Then they're going to give you free legal advice. You can go to Vets University. They have Vets Law Clinic where if you can submit documents showing that you cannot afford a lawyer, they'll assist you. Hmm. Um, before we let you go, what, what kind of um, advice do you have uh, today for our startup entrepreneurs? Mm, okay. So the biggest advice, it's simple, but it's very important. It can either kill or make a business. Okay. It's what we spoke about. Uh, entrepreneurs shouldn't just sign any agreement. For example, let's say an investor comes to you and say, Temba, I like your business. Can you please sell me shares? Mm. Si- sign the sale of shares agreement. I would sure, say sure. you mustn't just rush to sign and get the money. You must get someone to review it so that you can know what you, 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 you in for. So the biggest advice and something which I've I've learned, I normally go to 
on litigation with matters with big businesses, mm. and it it all goes back to what did we sign. Mm. So uh, what you sign, you must review and you must fully understand it. So that's the biggest advice in law because at the end of the day, we can fight about what we agreed on. Awesome. Uh, we look forward to having you more and more on the show. Um, how do people um, follow your journey and um, get in contact with you? What are what are your social media handles? Okay, so on Facebook, I'm Temba Mguni. Instagram, Temba Mguni. Then my, I also have a consulting company where I offer legal services. It's called uh, Pepe Consulting. And people can get me on 081-390-1315. Awesome. Um, thank you so much, uh, Temba, uh, for joining us on the Youth Leadership Platform today. Um, so as parting messages from our um, in-studio guests, um, that is um, our CEOs, um, what, what, what kind of, uh, message would you like to, to, to send to young people out there that are aspiring and are looking up to you quickly? I would say to young people, you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but it's doable. And there's this Shangan sort of sentence that I like that I always motivate myself with. Okay. That says, meaning greatness looks good on me. Interesting. So I would say to a young person, if you are down there, Kwamashu or Mamelodi or wherever, mm-hmm. so whatever you can dream, you can achieve. Awesome. Mr. Manzini? Stay focused. Sure. If you fail, keep trying. If you fail again, keep trying. If you fail for the third time, keep trying. It is important. You must never give up. And, and the, I always say this, there's two ways. You can make it as an entrepreneur. And be wealthy, but yes, you can make it as a corporate guru sure. and be wealthy. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> okay, okay, Jenny. Well, first of all, I very much second what Lindiwe and Manzini just said. Sure, um, I would say improve your own luck, make yourself luckier by putting yourself in the path of, of luck. Um, I listened mm-hmm. to a wonderful TED Talk this morning okay. um, saying that li- li- uh, luck is not a lightning bolt. It's more like a wind, and you have to be able hmm. to set your sail to catch that wind and push you in the direction you want to go. Wow. And that's about growing your skills. It's about getting out there so that you are meeting people, and it's about Embracing relationships with a mind to what value you can bring to the relationship, not mm, just mm. what you can get back. Wow. And you'll find yourself the value in exchange. all kinds of paths mm. of good luck. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining us on the Youth Leadership Platform. We just have one more uh, person on the line. Um, so a particular uh, cement making company has, has started a, a wonderful uh, project called the PPC Imaginarium. And what it aims to do is to to help young artists, um, contemporary, um, textile, and otherwise um, design um, artists and students to showcase their work um, as well to to be helped with necessary resources uh, to further their careers in design. So on the line, we have Daniel uh, van de Merve, who is a distinguished architect um, and lecturer, and who's also hitting this uh, PPC um, Imaginarium. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Daniel. Yes, good afternoon. Awesome. Great to be on your show. Um, thank you for joining us on the show. So um, can you kindly give us like a brief of, of, of uh, the PPC um, Imaginarium and what it hopes to achieve in a paragraph? 
Yes, well, uh, you know what's interesting is that the call for registration for New Cycle that's upcoming is actually going to be our fifth um, award cycle. So it's amazing how quickly time goes. I mean, it's five years uh, in the making of the PPC Imaginarium. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy to report to you and to your listeners that this has become the biggest platform of its kind in South Africa to support emerging artists and to profile and uh, support them in terms of, um, you know, their careers. Mm-hmm. So this is a great way, um, and I think a good example of how, how corporate uh, how corporate South Africa can assist the arts and assist our innovation culture in South Africa. Mm. How how do um, our listeners uh, be part of of, of this? Um, the the ones obviously in the design space. Sorry, I didn't hear your question. So, how do designers or anyone that wants to apply? Um, how do they how do they go about doing that? Yes, okay. So what we've done is, is we're trying to run the campaign as fast as possible on a digital um, in a digital way. So it's on our website, it's on Facebook, it's Pinterest, it's Twitter, um, and Instagram. So the process of registration is very simple. It's online on our website, it's imaginarium.co.za. And uh, ideas is to allow people to register until the end of November this year. Um, that gives us a pre-approval phase, and once it's been approved, we will request and invite uh, any emerging artists or designers then to submit work for judging. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be at the end of February next year, 2019, at six different various venues all over South Africa. Um, which will then be open for judging and hopefully selection to become part of the finalist collection, which will travel South Africa in the form of exhibition. Wow. Okay. Uh, so you said the, the website is ppcimaginarium.co.za. That's correct. And uh, we really would like to invite uh, your listeners to also join us and follow us on Facebook. Uh, um, we um, send out monthly newsletters with stacks of information. So again, you could uh, request uh, to be signed up or to subscribe to this newsletter. Not only does it give you news and profile of what's happening in the design and innovation world in South Africa and in the world, but it also has very valuable tips in terms of how to use uh, cement and concrete um, as a very versatile material Material um, to create, of course, any artwork or industrial design or whatever you wish to manifest um, as as an innovative idea. Hmm. Well, thank you so much um, for the information and I guess for for the platform as well. We look forward as well to having you in studio to speak Design South Africa and how we can best help the youth in the design space to be able to, I guess, achieve at an international level and as well how we can direct some of the funds um, from the country um, to help aid that youth to be that successful. Thank you so much for being part of the Youth Leadership Platform. Thank you so much. Thanks awesome. for being back. Um, thank you for choosing cliffcentral.com and mostly the youth leadership platform. Uh, it is at Simply Bongani across all social media platforms. And from us, uh, that is me and the producer, Uze Ketelo, um, shout outs uh, for putting all of this together. Um, it is good day and God bless. This is cliffcentral.com.